Airbnb or you know whatever platform you're using to your OTA, which is an online travel agency, which is basically what Airbnb is, is make sure that your you know the premium that you're charging actually covers. Because I've seen this where oh I'm having all these extras, but you're actually upside down. It doesn't make economic sense for you to do it that way. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey everyone, welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. This is Marco Kozlowski and I'm joined today with Gabriel Araish and Frank Galuccio for a change. Don't think I have had you guys on for a while, so <laughs> welcome back. Uh, wait a second, you're always here. Good to see you guys, and uh, hopefully you had a, uh, a great weekend. Uh, we're shooting this uh, beginning of the weekend. Uh, pretty excited for today's topic, which is, uh, of course, what do you mean, of course? Why am I saying of course? It's not obvious. We're going to do value adds, things that you can do in your rentals to add value. Of course, if you have not listened to uh, the handful of uh, the first episodes, please go do so. And of course, if you would like to like it, share it, and subscribe to this, we would absolutely be thrilled. And of course, give us a comment. That is, of course, of course, give us a comment. I actually lost a whole bunch of uh, comments on uh, and uh, likes on our podcast in, in iTunes, and they all came back. So we were down to 200, and now we're well over uh, almost 350 now. So good job. iTunes, thank you for uh, answering our support ticket after only three months. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty quick. Hopefully, now hopefully we don't get banned now, and uh, <laughs> iTunes just suddenly our, all our five star comments disappear. iTunes were uh, not affiliated with Marco in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not true. I think we're quite affiliated yes, at this no point. Kidding. So uh, yeah, let's talk about value add. Value add. Value add. I just started. Uh, I just started growing some hair on my chest. I mean, so. <laughs> Holy moly. It's, I'm on fire today, it's boys. It's a fun morning. Fire. Yes, that's it good. It sure is. I like this. Yes, yes. So apparently everyone's going well. We're going to talk about uh, value add. So value add, value add, value add. Actually, this came about from a, a student that just got a uh, property in a six unit in Indiana, I think. Is it Indiana? Illinois? Missouri? No, it's in Missouri. It's in Missouri. It's in the and, United uh, States. It is in the US. And we've actually talked about the student before, which is awkward because we've never really talked about a lot of students before and he's out of the UK and he got this opportunity and the, the rents seem to be a little bit higher than what they should be for the area. We're scratching our head going, why is it so high? And it turned out it was because of uh, the value adds that the seller was adding. I think it'd be a neat topic, something we hadn't really thought about. So I'll let Frank actually start and then Gabe go on and we'll go round and round where she stops. Nobody knows. Who wants to go, go first? Thanks, Marco. So yeah, like I said, I was speaking with a student and what we always preach is we trust and verify. So we trust that you know what the seller, the broker is telling us is to be true. But once we do have the property tied up during our due diligence, it's obviously now to you're going to verify that information. So the first step was to verify. Let's make sure our numbers are right because if the numbers are not right, then there's no use doing step two, three, four, five, and six, and and so forth because it's going to cost you more money and more time to do so. So we started with let's see does it really make what it makes. So like Marco said, the seller indicated that he has a one bedroom and it's going for a thousand bucks. So there's certain tools that we go on the website to see if, you know, if that holds water. So we went on a few sites, we checked, we checked even competitors, which I always recommend in any business, check your competitors, what they're doing. If they're selling a product or service or whatever, what are they doing to sell for that value? And what can you do better? And what can you do that they're not doing? So the same thing with real estate, we were looking at the competitors in the area. Okay. Who's renting and what do they look like? And then we, you know, we kept scrolling. We're like, man, you know, the values were off. And I was scratching my head. I was like, that's like, why would they go to his property at a thousand bucks a pop each month? 
versus you know a six hundred dollars or six fifty. And so we went through a few samples and we've been doing this for like at least 15, 20 minutes and the same results, same results. Then we actually came across his own ad. So the seller's ad was on there. So a previous one on Zillow and we were reading it and he was like, look, he goes, it's going for a thousand. I was like, man, okay, that's fine. He's going to give you the leases and you can verify it with the leases as well. I go, but I was still wasn't satisfied. I was like, there's something else. So I was reading the description. And then we realized, wait a second, this guy is adding all the utilities. So he's saying, hey, come over here, rent over here. I'm paying all the utilities, tabs on me, electricity, water, everything, heat, gas is on me. I think there's even Wi-Fi, if I'm not mistaken. And we noticed it's fully furnished. He says fully furnished. And I was like, okay, well, that's the key right there. Uh, that's the your you know 350 or your $400 differential is the utilities and the furniture that's in there. I guess it's almost like an Airbnb, but just long-term, which is a neat model because obviously he got it rented. So there's a demand for that in the market where, you know, people don't want to haul their shit. And like, you know, I just need a place, maybe young people, young couples or whatever, just need a place. I'm cool with the bed. I'll just bring my own sheets and my own, you know, linens and my own clothes from my back and my suitcase and I'll move in. So that was a differentiating between the two differences on a thousand. So that got me to thinking, I know Gabe, you have some experience in this field where you actually did this on some of your properties. So that's how this got into it. So then we started doing the numbers again. And you know, we could talk about later after Gabe. But just out of curiosity, what was the uh, going rent for, you know, if you know, when you didn't know it was coming with all this value added stuff? It was about 600 for so 600. one bedroom. <clears throat> so we were $400 off. So okay. is something fully furnished a $400 month value? Well, and that's the thing. So that's a great question. And I think that, you know, obviously this model, so what did he include? So utilities were included, fully furnished, furnished, furnished furniture. Yeah. And that's, it's interesting because that's exactly the model I use over here with one of my units. You know, obviously the, the main factor is can your area, can that location, is there a need for that type of rental unit? And in this case, clearly, if it's a it's a six unit, you were saying, and if it's you know already fully rented for the most part, then definitely there's obviously a need for it to a certain extent. It's it's not a massive need, but that's something that the sellers exploited, which is pretty good. And that's kind of the thought process I needed because you know I have a unit here in, in Montreal that I want to say I had a, a little bit of a rougher time renting at one point. Everybody in the building has the same type of unit, so it's like they're all cookie cutters. And they were going for maybe $850, $900 a month. And then I got lucky. I met with a property manager. I needed to outsource this. I was fed up of dealing with it myself. And that person said, well, you know what? I have some demand. I got some clients that are, you know, either they're short-term renters, a little bit like an Airbnb, but I say short-term in a, let's call it medium term, where they're not there for, you know, a three, four night stay there more for three months, four months, five months. Some people like to snowbird in Florida, for example, for three, four months, and then they need a place for eight months. So she's like, well, why don't you furnish this place? And, you know, I can rent it out to individuals who who are looking for short-term rentals. And I'm like, well, you know what, let's try it out. And, you know, I spent maybe 2,500 bucks on furniture to furnish the whole place. It's a one bedroom. And, you know, from that point on, I've been renting it, you know, instead of getting 850 a month, it's been steadily fully rented at all times. And I'm getting like 1350 a month. So that's why I was asking the discrepancy in your rent, because yeah, that makes sense. The 400 bucks a month, people are willing to pay for that if it suits them, right? So you're paying 2500 for your furniture and you get an additional, what, 500 bucks a month. 
Yeah, let's say from nine to thirty. Yeah, four four fifty a month. So your furniture is paid for it in three four months. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Is yeah. what's the cost for the furniture package? If so, your ROI is bananas. Yes, and it's it's not only the ROI on the furniture because the furniture is paid off after four years. I can still use it. Now I got to four years or four months. Four, sorry, uh, four months. But uh, four decades. Yeah, <laughs> four hundred and fifty-four years. Apologies, four months. 24. Yes, I'm I'm happy you're correcting me. I always do it to you guys. Thank you. So the yeah. So after four I just months, don't want, I don't want people to. I don't. It's not no, no, you're right. So I, I don't want people to be confused because they're like four years, four months. Which one is it? That's all. I paid it off in four months. It may take you a year depending on on what the extra rent you can get. Yeah, it's, it's, it's only one hundred percent. ROI. Yeah, which, which is, know. yeah, I know it's it's a little bit low, but we'll take yeah. it. Can't live uh, on it. All that to say is that the furniture will last a lot longer than when you get your money back. So you're, depending on the furniture that you buy, if you buy shitty furniture, you may have to replace it, but yeah. it's still not going to be every year, right? So yeah. the one thing, you know, I know refrigerators, they'll go here and there, but you know, they, they still have a lifespan, even if you buy them secondhand of like four to five years, yeah. unless they're, you know, they're jumping on the beds every night. It's, you know, that's going to last a year or two, maybe more. And the other thing that I did add is I included internet. So the internet is, I've thrown that in. And that's something where people don't have to necessarily break their heads of, you know, calling, setting it up. And the beauty of it is because television now can work directly with the internet is I just bought a smart TV and left it there as part of the furniture. And so they can use the internet, which has unlimited, you know, download, upload, whatever you want that I pay for. And then they can get whatever TV show they want directly. If they want Netflix, they, you know, nobody really buys cable anymore here. So all that, and you can even use IP phones if you want the phone uh, over IP and that's using the internet. So as long as you provide internet, which is whatever, like 40 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month, and they're paying for that. So that's included in the rent as well. And you're probably getting a cheaper rate on your internet because you're getting bulk now, right? Well, I'm not because this is a one unit condo in, gotcha. in the building. But yes, if you have like a six unit or a 12 unit or 20 unit, if you have a hotel, like you, in your case, you're definitely going to get a bulk rate for all this stuff. But you also get a bulk rate for your furniture, right? If you're going to you, furniture. Well, your if, I was going to yeah, mention, yeah. if you're getting furniture, you know, where kids are jumping on the furniture. <laughs> we, we know where Frank gets his furniture. <laughs> oh, get my furniture. Well, that was just one store, guys. Let it go. Oh, my God. The bloodstains. It's, it's the only <laughs> store you took us to. So uh, that's the only. <laughs> there are literally bloodstains. There's blood spatters. On live sheets. <laughs> it was the Dexter store for hotel development. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're picking which one is the less worse. But what anyways. if I turn this lampshade this way? We won't. You see know the what, Marco? Uh, yes, no, Marco ended up buying me shades. He said, "Fuck, I, he's like, I can't stand. I can't stand." Look, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, they're not that bad." He gave me five hundred dollars. He goes, "Just go buy new shades." Go to IKEA and get. Fuck. Go to IKEA and get shades. He's just looking at me with, "I can't take this." I'm like, "You just did. It's in your hand." Leave it. Take the five. What I was going to say, if you want to get quality furniture, that's not bloodstain. Anyways, there's a lot of hotel liquidators in many cities and towns. A lot of hotels, they turn over their furniture every, you know, four or five years for, you know, brand refreshing. And those liquidators that go in, they don't get paid to take that stuff out. They just say, get it out of here. And what they do is they'll sell you a whole room. You know, that includes artwork, mirrors, uh, uh, dresser mirrors, washroom mirrors, uh, nightstands, everything, uh, everything, the whole thing, the bed, the TV depending on how many you buy, I know I bought 22 rooms from um, a Marriott and I paid like $600 to furnish the whole room. That's not bad. And that it was quality furniture. You know, we're talking granite countertop dressers and things like that. So that's another way to get discounted furniture that's a little bit more sturdy uh, from a hotel. So if it withstand the hotel for X amount of years, most likely it would. I recommend everything that you bought except for the lampshades. Except for the lampshades. Well, I bought the new lampshades. I know you did. It looked really yeah, good. It's good. Yeah. But you know what? Another thing. You know what? I like what you did, uh, Gabe. You added, okay, obviously in the hotel, I have internet, free internet as well mm -hmm. that you can bulk. But 
maybe you could turn it into maybe my next property. I'm going to turn it into almost like a long term, but I'll have like a concierge service. So if your target market is, if it's a studio apartment and your target market or your guests or your tenants are, you know, young executives or couples or whatever, maybe you can offer like dry cleaning services or even housekeeping, right? People mm-hmm. are, you know, some people are busy. You can start adding value and start having surcharges. So now you have a profit center as well, which would be cool. And it's interesting because a lot of my attendants were, either relocated individuals or, you know, I've had some executives that maybe work for a company in a different country and it needed to come to work for the Canadian subsidiary for, let's say, a year or two. So they actually became long-term tenants using the short-term rental model. So they would still pay me the short-term rental amount, and but they would lease it for a year. In fact, one company came up and said, you know, we're just going to leave this indefinitely open because we don't know when this guy's coming, when this guy's going to leave. I'm like, well, you got to sign a one-year lease. If he leaves after three months, then you're paying for the full year. And they're okay with that. They just, they need a place for the executives to stay. And the interesting part is that the company will pay for the rent. It's not the tenant themselves. So the tenant doesn't care. The tenant gets a budget, says, hey, go look for a place and they pay for it. And and that's it. I had a, a house in Panama City, Florida. And during the hurricane, Hurricane Michael, it devastated the whole city. That particular, I had a few properties up there. That one it took a hit, but it didn't take a major hit. So I replaced the roof and all that. And I had it furnished actually by a company. And there was a lot of insurance companies that were looking to relocate people that their house got destroyed, their families, and say, hey, do you have a house? And yeah, and I furnished it. And they go, actually, they helped me furnish it. Forgive me. They helped me furnish it. Go, we'll get it furnished. I guess there's a store for that too, where you can furnish it on a temporary basis. And they put the the family in there for about six months and they paid top notch for it. It was a 30% increase from the normal rent because I guess it was furnished and, you know, scarcity uh, demand was there for sure uh, after the storm. So, so it's just a few tips here. So, you know, people, we stay on task and that. So this is not Airbnb, just to be clear, we're not talking about Airbnb, short-term rental, although that's also an option. But, you know, Airbnb or, you know, whatever platform you're using to your OTA, which is an online travel agency, which is basically what Airbnb is, is make sure that your, you know, the premium that you're charging actually covers, because I've seen this where, oh, I'm having all these extras, but you're actually upside down. It doesn't make economic sense for you to do it that way. So make sure that whatever your costs are or your hard cost, you add a premium to that and then add a premium to the premium. So you're 100% fudging the numbers where you're definitely using this as a profit center. But yeah, make sure you get the right furniture, use companies or services that will actually help pr- uh, promote this stuff. And I think, you know, if you do this on a long-term basis, like even VRBO is, I think was the, the OG before Airbnb, you do long-term stuff on VRBO as well. A lot of different companies and sites that can help you do this. I know Gabe, I think you have something to say to that. No, I was just going to add that, you know, just to get back to, you know, the students deal is that, you know, even though in this case, it was a due diligence process where you're verifying the numbers. So make sure that when you're doing your due diligence, you're aware of what it is that you're actually selling or what the service you're providing as as in your unit. So in this case, you know, the student didn't even know that the rental included X, Y, and Z. So make sure you're comparing apples to apples. The other thing, and I would suggest to the student, and I'm sure Frank, you've told them, is make sure that that model is sustainable in that area and, and not that they just found the six people that are willing to pay that amount of money. And if there's a reason why people are in that area are willing to to use that model. So maybe ask that question to the sellers, you know, what's going on in this area is just because there's a big company to keep bringing people in. I know like I have a mobile home park where there's a company that brings in a new newly visa individuals from Mexico 
they get their visas and they go work there and but they don't have a place to stay so they've asked us if we're willing to give them they have no obviously no credit history and all that so we have an agreement with the company and and we can do that and and the company kind of backs the rent as well but so there's model for it and it's sustainable because this company just keeps bringing in employees over and over so that's something that you have to make sure on on the students end here one the first thing is you know compare apples to apples make sure it's sustainable and if it is then this is obviously a model that you can use and if you have a unit that you're not employing this method, then maybe inquire as to whether that's a, a model that's sustainable. Try with one unit, two units, see how it works, and then you can work your way up. Good advice. Very good advice. Any last words of wisdom while we wrap this up in a little bow? You know, listen, I always look at anything in life, how to monetize it, how to improve it. I know my wife hates me when I do this. Because oh, I thought you were going to say, I know my wife hates when I monetize oh, her. Yeah, we'll yeah, monetize. No, no, not, not that. Let's no. monetize the marriage. Let's monetize the marriage, monetize Linda. It's a family show, folks. You actually monetized your kids. They, you know, got, uh, you turned your pro- kids so, into a still ups- He's still upside down on that. <laughs> it's okay. I'm almost in the black, so it's all good. But no, you know, I, you know, when she comes up with an idea, I always try to improve it. I was like, oh, how about the adding this? And she's like, why can't you just leave it alone? I think it's just in my nature. And a lot of people just try to, oh, that's a great idea. How can I make it better? And I think just having that mentality in any business you guys are doing, whether it's real estate or not, is how do you make it better? But it's got to be better in a sense from the user perspective. So that tenant or that guest, how do you make their lives easier, more convenient? And at the same time, like what Marco says, how do you capitalize on that where it's still worthwhile for that tenant or that guest to pay, but you're not upside down? So that's all I got to say about that. Very nice. Very nice. Well, there you go. Our quick, excuse me, there's our quick, uh, a quick opinion on uh, how to take a property that value add yeah thanks a little stuttering there <laughs> that's all folks yeah how to how to do value add in a different ways make sure that it is you know it is economically viable to do so and that you have the right also the right pieces in play and the right people in play as well and the right organizations around you to really feed it and to make it long-term sustainable if that makes sense in English, but make sure it's sustainable for sure. So guys, appreciate you very much. Always great insight. And of course, the listener, hopefully you uh, enjoy this episode as well. Like it, love it, share it. And don't be afraid to uh, leave a a great comment. Uh, And we're looking forward to the very next episode where we have absolutely no idea what we're going to discuss because we always just pick something out of the air and just run with it as we go along. So thanks guys very much. Appreciate you both. And uh, of course, uh, we'll see you on the very next episode. Take care, guys. Have a great day. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm